Hello everyone, Leslie here, and I am coming to you from the Film Photography Satellite Studio in lovely downtown Findlay, Ohio. Currently, 620 day approaches. June, the sixth month, the 20th day, is designated as 620 day, which is celebrated, of course, by us shooting 620 film. If you're like me, you love shooting these 620 cameras. But I also find the history of 620 film interesting. In 1932, Eastman Kodak had many historic milestones, including the introduction of the 620 film format and their dedicated cameras. 8mm standard movie film cameras and projectors were offered to the public, and sadly, it was the year in which George Eastman died. Kodak was looking for an exclusive, unlike 120 film, which the rest of the world was using. They wanted something that was not interchangeable with 120. And I think the 620 was a brilliant move. It's basically repackaged 120 film onto a different spool. And everything is different on the spool except that inside dimension because it is taking the existing 120 film. The core is smaller and thinner. The keyholes on the end of it are also smaller, thus keeping this roll of film from being used in a 120 camera with a bigger key. Also, the flanges are smaller in diameter and also much thinner. So none of this typically was interchangeable with the 120 film system. And if you wanted to use 620, you had to buy a 620 camera. Now 620 gets its name from partially 120. We're going to keep the 20 part. But the original cameras only shot six frames per roll. So we will use that six in front of it, thus 620. Now eventually, 620 lost the medium format war to 120. In 1995, they discontinued it. Wah, wah. What's a person to do? All those thousands of working cameras are out there and there's no film. Well, actually, I found about five different methods for getting film into these cameras and shooting again. In no particular order, they are. Number one, just jam a roll of 120 film into your 620 camera. Now, I'll tell you right now that that rarely works because as I mentioned, the 620 spool is smaller. The 620 film chamber is also smaller. 120 film sometimes doesn't physically even fit in there. If the film chamber is a little bit bigger, it may fit, but it will pull through very hard in your camera. And I was always concerned about the winding key, and sometimes actually the rolls would not even move at all. So I don't consider this really a viable option. Second option, which a lot of people use, I think, is trimming the flange down on a 120 roll of film. They use nail clippers to, to reduce the diameter of it, and then they will use a file to reduce the thickness of the flange. And that's the part, I guess, that uh, really bothers me, is I don't want all those little filings out there possibly getting in between the film and the paper or being transferred into my camera. So once again, that was not a method I really chose to use. Third method, probably the most common today, I would say, is respooling 120 film onto 620 spools. Now, you're going to need about four or five things to do this. To complete your project, you're going to need a completely empty 620 spool. You'll need a roll of 120 film. You're going to need some available darkness, such as a darkroom or a changing bag. You're going to need patience. And as number five as an option, you may want to watch Mike Rosso's tutorial on doing this on the FPP YouTube channel. 
This requires a decent amount of handling of the film. And if you're using a changing bag, you know what's going to happen. You're going to get the film sweats. And that's something I want to avoid when I'm handling film. So it, even though it works and I've done it, I, I don't like to do it. Number four, probably the best option out there, is to buy your film already re-spooled or buying film that is newly manufactured 620. Possibly some large camera stores that have a larger film department may actually carry some 620, but I wouldn't count on it. You typically are going to have to order this online, which is fine. It's directly delivered right to your mailbox. And as a fifth option, you can adapt 35mm to go into your 620 camera. FPP has just introduced a 620-35mm adapter set. Now this is not plug and play. It's a little bit of preparation first. Number one, you need to cover the red window with something that's light tight like electrical tape. Number two, you're going to have to test your camera out using a test roll or a dummy roll of film to check the spacing so you know how far to advance the frame. You don't want to double expose because you didn't advance it far enough or you don't want to leave wide spaces because that's just wasting film. Another thing to remember and mentally prepare for is to adjust your framing. You don't have that full real estate that you see in your viewfinder. Remember, you've only got a little skinny piece of film going right through the center. So pay attention to that and you won't have any unusual cropping errors or disappointments. Now, when you get to the end of the roll, it'll no longer advance. It tightens up because 35 millimeter film is attached to its core in its cassette. So you need to go back into the dark and you're going to need to rewind that 35 millimeter film back into its cassette from your 620 take up. And that's a lot of prep. So there's got to be some advantages to all this. Well, number one, 35 millimeter film is readily available. The second thing, you get is sprockets. 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 Best German television presents sprockets. 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 If you don't know what sprockets are, it's when you take 35 millimeter film and expose the entire piece of film, the sprocket area, all the way out through the rebate edge. You're also going to get a longer frame. It's going to be as long as the opening in your 620 camera. If you process 35 millimeter at home, you've got absolutely no trouble. You'll process it exactly the same as you do regular frame 35 millimeter. Now, if you're sending this out to a lab, I would recommend that you make a note to them saying that you either have non-conventional frames or shooting the sprocket holes or something like that. It won't make any difference when they process your film, but it will make a difference when they print it and or scan it, and most importantly, when they cut your negatives. You don't want them to cut through your negatives. They may also return them uncut to you. If you're shooting 620, simply re-spooled from 120, and you develop it at home, there's absolutely nothing different. And if your lab does 120 film, it will do 620 for you. Now, the camera hack adapters, 620 re-spooled film in many flavors, and the 620 newly manufactured film, as well as the 620 empty spools, are all available in the FPP store. The new FPP film is newly manufactured as 620 film. It is called FPP 620 black and white negative film and it comes in a lovely black light tight case. 
I used it in four different cameras with excellent results. My cameras ranged in age from the 30s through the 50s. The exposure and the tones with the coated and uncoated lenses were spot on, and the film advanced smoothly through the camera. The numbers on the backing paper lined up for every camera that I used in the appropriate little red window. Now this film is an ISO 100 film. It's marked so on the backing paper and that is perfect for vintage cameras. That's about the speed of film that they had when they were first used. And to use that on cameras that have no setting or exposure time adjustments, it's important to use a 100 speed film. The FPP 620 works well in all black and white developers. You can check the product page for your developing times. I thought it worked especially well in FPP's D96. I mean, I was extremely pleased with this film and developer combination. So there you have it. 620 film is easy to obtain. It's fun to use with the vintage cameras, which are cheap to buy if you don't have one. So there's no excuses not to get out there and shoot some 620 film. And with that, I'm going to say shutter closed. This is Leslie from the FPP Satellite Store in Findlay, Ohio, and peace out.